Hi, I'm Alvian Lyons. And I'm Doug Weiss. And welcome to Love Life. Okay, Douglas. So our audience has sent us another great one in today. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, uh, this is one that uh, I, I think a lot of folks um, who've um, been in more than one relationship have had to, uh, to navigate. Mm-hmm. And we get to have this conversation with our partner in crime, Miss yes. Barbara Hamley. Mm-hmm. Hi, everybody. How are you? Okay, so um, letter from one of our listeners mm-hmm. um, who has a daughter um, who is under the age of 10. And she, and mom is dating. Mom's a single mom, and mm-hmm. she's dating. And her question is, when is it appropriate for her child to be introduced to her, to the person she is dating? Mm. Now, I don't know whether they're in a very serious relationship or no. if it's more casual right. or whatever. But just overall, at you know, if you're above the age of 30, more than likely, <laughs> as you meet people, one of the two of you are going to have, or both, are going to have kids um, or, or right. adults in, uh, adult children in your lives. So when is the appropriate time to bring them all together? What do you think, question. Douglas? Well, you know, I have a fairly, um, I think, strict view on this. And, and that is that uh, until you're pretty comfortable that this relationship is durable, and that it's headed in the direction towards some type of lasting relationship. Some type of permanency. Some type of permanency. It's too soon. Mm. And I know that that's a controversial um, thing to say. Um, some people feel very strongly that, that you want to be very honest with your kids. You want them, maybe you want to see how they relate to that individual. Maybe that's part of your checklist, if you will, of acceptability. <laughs> uh, there can be a lot of reasons for why you would want to do that earlier. But I think that what the, the potential to do harm has to be the first consideration. And so there are safety issues. And there are also issues that have to do with the psychological impact of introducing somebody to a young child and then having them leave. Mm -hmm. And that child not understanding why this person that might have been part of their family is no longer part of their family. And sometimes kids will uh, subjectly look at that and say, I caused that. I did something wrong. They'll internalize it and see themselves as culpable for why mommy and daddy or uh, whatever whomever whomever (laughs) are no longer together and that can have a long-term psychological uh you know inimical impact on a child for a long period of time maybe even to their adulthood and and i to me it's not worth it uh you know why subject a child to that i think you have to take the high road all the time and put the interests of the child before anything now different story when you start talking about older children and you can come back to that because I think there's some funny stories one that you told us Barbara about about what happens when you tell your adult children exactly where do you you come out on this I you know I am not too far away from Douglas on this one Um, I do understand certainly when you know women say like I don't want to get too far into this relationship or men will say I don't want to get too far into this relationship and then find out that he or she doesn't work well with my children and my children obviously are the most significant thing in my life and I really do understand the concern or you know over that um 
but what I would say to Douglas's point is that know first that you're getting to a point that you imagine yourself staying in a long-term relationship with this person before you casually start to introduce them to your children. Now, one of the things, particularly as your children are smaller, that sometimes parents forget is that you are the gateway or the gate for safety where your kids are concerned. You're generally the person that your kids look to to say, okay, is he or she okay? Is this person safe? And if you introduce someone into their lives that you have not appropriately screened, vetted, spent time with to get to know who he or she is, and you introduce them to your children only to find out that this is not a healthy person to have in your lives, you have your child is under the impression that if you brought them in, this person is okay, even though you may not necessarily be suggesting that the person is fine. So that then means that this person now knows what your kids look like. They may have information about where your kids go to school, where you guys live, the list goes on and on. So now when I see your five-year-old and I'm like, hey, Tommy, hey, how you doing? And Tommy's response is to, oh, hi, Paul. You know, like that because it was wonderful when you were around because of course you were showing your best self then mommy didn't think that I was ready for you to explain to me or ready to explain to that that you're not safe and that you're dangerous or whatever the situation may be Mm -hmm. so I still now am operating me as a five-year-old operating under the impression that this person is safe to have in my life so it's not to scare people but we live in a very different world unfortunately with very different values than we used to have and unfortunately there are people who have predatory behaviors and they utilize that access in ways that we would not want them to so it becomes important that we are thoughtful about who we bring into the lives of our children because our children trust us just because we're mom or dad that's a really good point so how should how well what about the conversation you need to have with the other person Mm -hmm. before you introduce your child and what what yeah in other words what needs to be a part of that conversation what what do you guys need to talk about? And I think that that's a wonderful point that you bring in and something that a lot of moms ask that, you know, how do I, I don't want to offend him that I won't bring him around my children. But do know this, somebody who is ready to be a partner to you will respect and appreciate your protection of your children. That's a, that's a value issue. If the two of us are about children first, as Douglas referenced, you know, that that has to be your priority, then the two of us are on the same page about the fact that whatever we need to do to keep these kids safe while we figure this thing out as grownups, I'm I'm respectful of what you need and what I may need where our kids are concerned. So I'm not going to be pushing for something that makes you uncomfortable. And I'm not going to take it personally that you want to be protective of your kids. Because if you were the mother of my children, I would want you to protect our children. So it really is if that person can't respect that, then you're probably not dealing with the right person already. So just be okay with the fact that you have a right as a mom or a dad to be protective of your children because that's your first responsibility when you mm-hmm, become a parent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have a kind of companion um, point, I think, coming from a male perspective, and that's um, the role that that men play in relationship to a partner's child and uh, how easily you can flat foot this by trying to be daddy. 
Mm-hmm. Prematurely. Yeah. Well, I think ever well, trying to be daddy, uh, whether daddy died, daddy, uh, uh, you know, divorced, whatever happened, um, the relationship between that child and that child's father is their relationship. You can't substitute for it. You can be paternal in the sense of caring about being a parent. But when you try to be daddy in an overt way and not just be a good parent and let the natural affection grow. And if a child sees you as a a father, that's great. Mm -hmm. But if you insist upon being daddy, if you insert yourself or assert a, a, a... premature parental prerogative in the relationship mm-hmm. you're you're setting yourself uh, up for a problem with your your person you're in a relationship with and you're setting up that child they're going to be confused well and also you and that and your your partner um, spouse whatever um, need to talk about um, things like discipline mm-hmm. and those issues beforehand. Because I, I, love, I love what you're saying here, because I think <laughs> that I, I, I know personally of, of, of situations where people have not learned to co-parent in a second relationship, where one parent feels that they have to take up the part of their child, not rationally, does not allow the other parent to talk to them about how should we handle this situation, but makes unilateral decisions. And I know this in, in one relationship, uh, I'm familiar with both both the, the father and the mother, and they both do it in their own way. They don't co-parent well. They have a tendency to want to have the one-to-one with their own children and don't leave the room to hear what the other parent has to say that may be useful, objective input, and and don't allow there to be a joint decision about what we should do, not what you should do. And this can can really be a very destructive force in, in a relationship. Okay, so what about... <laughs> when your child is grown. <laughs> you know, I'll never forget a friend of mine, um, when her mother remarried, um, and she, at the time, she said she was 26. And she said, Barbara, she said, I will never forget, I laid out in the middle of the floor and had a temper tantrum. She said, I couldn't even believe I did that. My own daughter, <laughs> who was 26, 27 at the time, also... Um, had a very um, strange, I thought, reaction to the fact that I was getting married. You know, you just threw this guy on me. You know, when I'm thinking she's a grown woman and things, um, you know, she's got her own life. And so why is this an issue? <laughs> right. And it's it's a little shocking sometimes to discover that your grown children can behave like such babies. Yes. <laughs> it's it's a little shocking. Yeah. Um, but what I would... The beautiful thing about them being grown is that we can have a very grown-up conversation about the fact that you get an opinion, but you don't get a choice. Right. And you need to know the difference between those two things. And I love you enough to listen to your opinion, but you're going to have to respect me enough as a parent to respect my choice. Yeah. So I my semi- I have to keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> 
So my semi-joking response to that was, as I shared with Barbara earlier, was, you know, you didn't, you, child, did not get to choose you know, <laughs> the first time. You weren't here. <laughs> so, and, and, and by the way, whether I made a good choice or made a bad choice, that was my choice. And you don't get to make it this time. I love you. And, and yes, I want there to be a great relationship with this person whom I care about deeply. Uh, and I would say to children... Uh, yes, you're always a child. You can always, you know, I, and sometimes we know <laughs> our adult children can revert, uh, right? Uh, but 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 if you love your parent and you want their happiness, then let them be happy. Exactly. It's not your job to pass judgment. It's not your job to say, my mother remarried. Uh, well, actually, she didn't remarry. She got into a, a long-term relationship with someone that that neither my brother nor I... Um, thought very highly of after my father died. And there were some, you know, resentments, I think, about this person coming in. To, but I never threw that up to her. And, and, and I have to say that part of the reason for it was that she's an adult. She made a choice. This is the person she wanted to be with. This was a person that cared about her, evidently, and that she cared about. And it was none of my business, quite frankly, would I have wanted it if the circumstances were reversed for her to tell me? No, of course not. So where do I come off telling her? <laughs> Very good point. Final yeah. thought on that? Just truly to remember that when we're doing relationships and when we're blending families, that A, it's never going to be perfect, but it can be respectful. We have to understand that each of us is trying to figure out our space in all of this. But at the end of the day, relationships are going to be what relationships are. And where kids are concerned, you get an opinion, but you don't get a choice. You get yeah. an opinion, but Sorry. you don't get a choice. There's no vote. <laughs> That's another episode of Love Life. As always, we touch on some interesting uh, topics. If you'd like to tell us about your uh, stories, please write us at alvian at lovelife.digital. Or you can reach Doug at Doug at lovelife.digital. And we want to thank Barbara Ham Lee and You're Todd Washburn. <laughs> and we will be back next week with another one of these really interesting conversations. So write us. We yeah. want to bring you into this. You make the show. See you next week, folks. Bye-bye. Bye.